You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Inspired. Sharing your journey. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons, Sons of Thunder. Thunder. We're on it. I love that. I, I do, too. I can't, I can't get enough of that. I hope everybody else loves <laughs> it as much as we do. Well, everybody, we are all on a spiritual journey, one that probably has many ups and downs, hills and valleys, and each journey is unique to each and every one of us. The one thing that is true of all our journeys is that we have a story to share. It's a story of the Lord's goodness and how, though we may face many struggles and suffer along the way, He has promised to remain with us always, providing everything we need to continue forward on our path to holiness What we do with this new segment, like the name suggests, is we're going to share your story. Each week we'll invite listeners like you to join their journey, or to share their journeys, providing inspirational and uplifting stories that offer hope. If you would like to share your story during this segment, please please contact our programming coordinator, the one and only Brandon Clark at 1-877-795-795. 0122, that's Brandon Clark at 1877-795-0122. This morning, we would like to welcome Nate and Becca Swenson, who are live here at Schweitzer's Gourmet Meats. And there and has been a butcher sighting. The, the, we saw the butcher. The butcher is in the house. He is here. And uh, he's going to be cutting up, he's coming up some, a little later. Some, uh, some really, really, really good cuts that we're going to share with you. Now, you can't taste them, but we're going to be <laughs> tasting live on the Sons of Thunder show, Real Presence Radio. Welcome, Nate and Becca. How are you two doing today? We're good. well. Thank good you. to see you guys. Yeah. So, uh... In this inspired segment, we're, uh, we have them on. Thanks for being on the air with us this morning. Let's start at the beginning of your faith journey. Did you both grow up Catholic? I just stopped by to get some steaks. <laughs> <laughs> we just grabbed these two off the street, actually. We were like, hey, we need a segment. Do you have a good could journey? You, could you share your story? <laughs> we came over from Mandan. We wanted some steaks. No. <laughs> I, I actually grew up in a traditional Lutheran faith. I was uh, okay. baptized and confirmed. Um, in the Lutheran Church, uh, it was fairly liturgical, uh, traditional. Okay, so that that must be Missouri Synod. Um, it was an English Lutheran Church, actually. Really? Tell yeah. me more about that. I've never I heard was, that. I uh, was up in Hazen. Uh, Peace Lutheran is was where we started. Um, partway through growing up, we moved over to English Lutheran. Uh, but but yeah, it was uh, you know same readings as the you know the Catholic Church. And uh, I remember getting chastised for wearing shorts to church one time when I was younger. <laughs> and uh, we should start that again. Yeah. <laughs> Hear me now, everybody. Don't wear shorts to church. <laughs> no, our our dad uh, Herb. He uh, is well. That the whole Waltz family is actually from the Drake area, uh, up in the Minot area, and they're all Lutherans. Okay. So at my ordination, our our ordination, our. Uh, my great aunt Peggy, God rest her soul, came up and she was like, "Yeah, well, we always wanted a pastor, but I suppose we'll settle for a priest." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that's always been kind of near and dear to our family as well. But I've never heard of the English Lutheran segment before. But I, I will say that the Missouri Synod in general, that more traditional uh, Lutheran end of, of Protestantism, is is very, very close to Catholic. So it. It must not have been that big of a transition for you to become Catholic. 
Right, and as far as the uh, the services and stuff, that wasn't a big transi- transition. Um, I think you know it wasn't until you got into some of the more deeper theological things that I honestly had never really thought about what right. the truth was about uh, about Mary, maybe or about the Eucharist and things like that. But they, I will, I'll say that they, you know, I didn't grow up with a bias against the Catholic faith. My cousins were members at St. Mary's in Richerton, and that was my <coughs> earliest experience of the, the Catholic okay. Church. And we went to church with them when we were visiting. And I think you bring up a really good point. Um, you know, as we move into the future, if I, I think of like my grandmother's time, you know, I mean, that was borderline war, right? So you didn't affiliate with the Lutherans, you know, you had coffee with the Catholics and that was mm-hmm. it. Nowadays, well, nowadays, if you're going to church, praise <laughs> God, period, <laughs> right? But but I, I, I think there's more of a, uh, an open dialogue and understanding to a person's faith journey, period. Nobody's going to say, well, if you want to go from being Lutheran to Catholic, well, you know, don't come around here any longer. You know, it's more like, oh, well, if that's your choice, and, uh, you know, so be it. But that also, I think, op- uh, opens up the opportunity for a deeper faith dialogue. You know, a lot of your guys' generation, you're millennials, right? So a lot of the... the, the borderline. Yeah, <laughs> borderline. I know I'm a generation <laughs> expert. So. But, you know, the millennials on down, really, there's, there's a larger discussion about truth that's going on because a lot of people don't have any faith at all. And when they finally do find it, I know, you know, we're going to be teaching... Uh, Cor Christie is going on this week out at the University of Mary, and I'm, we're both teaching... This week? No, next week. No, this week, and, dude. Uh, <laughs> it is this week, right? Later on this week. So, but the, the, I am the, my brother's the, keeper. The, the, the Zers now, I think they're called, or the Homelanders is the new generation. And these kids, it's like, I mean, there is no opposition or resistance whatsoever. You're sitting there and it's like, yeah, not to go to Sunday Mass is a mortal sin and has the potential to send you to hell. And I mean, this one kid last year, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody has told my family this. This cannot be true. And I'm like, no, it is. And he's like, we got to get the word out on this. You know, I mean, it was just like they're just like so shocked and awed by it that I really think there's a time of, of, of renewal coming. So now, did you join the church when you two were dating or did you find it on your own? Yeah, actually, we, you know, we were talking about marriage. And uh, I guess probably the biggest motivator for us at the time was we wanted to raise our kids in one faith. Um, we, you know, we had seen families that were parents were split between Catholic and Lutheran and, and uh, yeah we just felt strongly about that and uh, she humored me and we went to Lutheran and Catholic parishes, parishes for a while but uh, <laughs> and then I finally decided to go through RCIA and since we weren't engaged yet she was able to be my sponsor. Oh cool, oh, that's great. Uh, so so that's I think great. it was just it's good for her the RCIA experience was just... So now, Becca, have you been Catholic your whole life? Then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where are you both? You're from Hazen, you said. We're high school sweethearts from Hazen. Ah, no way. How long have you been married? 16 years. 16 How many kids? Six. Wow. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. is awesome. Brought whole joy to my heart. Now, what drew you to the Catholic faith name? Well, initially, like I said, um, you know, we wanted to raise our kids in one faith, and I didn't see it as such a big jump, and... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I kind of felt, you know, she was strong. I felt like she was stronger in her faith than I was at the time, and uh, I felt like I could I could make that jump. And and uh, when we first became Catholic, um, even going through our SCIA, you know, I would we were, I would call us kind of a la carte Catholics at the time. <laughs> and um, there were certain things I was struggling with, and she's like, I remember her telling me, "That's okay. Not all Catholics believe that. You can still become Catholic." <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't we we, we, were, we were kind of a la carte Catholics to begin with. We would consider ourselves living the Catholic mm-hmm. faith, but maybe didn't understand all the teachings or know maybe like the gentleman that you talked about earlier. We just didn't know maybe that we weren't all in yet. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. So that's a 16-year faith journey. Where there's was there a point 
that you kind of like came online and said, man, we got to we got to go deeper with this like conversion. Maybe we might. Yeah. Call it? Yeah. Or a reversion. Like Nate said, we said that we were practicing Catholics, but we didn't know what we didn't know. <laughs> so after our third child, we had some changes at our parish and it was kind of a tipping point to in our family too we were really involved in music ministry and that music ministry was changing and then we had three kids and we were trying to make time for that big commitment of music ministry and so it was like that whole world just fell apart and now we're like well we're not in music what are we doing right. we've got these three kids and we don't feel like we have time but we don't know what's going on and at the exact same time Real Presence Radio came to town and Nate's like, I've been listening to this talk radio that Father talked about at Mass, and I was like, you're weird. <laughs> talk <laughs> Whoa, what's going on, talk radio, that sounds lame. <laughs> and um, But then it would be on in the car after he had driven that vehicle, you know, so I would just keep listening and being like, whoa. Yeah. So, like, big things came up. Like, we weren't frequenting, we weren't doing at all any uh, reconciliation. Because <coughs> so we're like, hey, did you hear... <laughs> Yeah, you got to go. That's to that's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one was, "Hey, this contraception thing, not yeah. not yeah, cool. Right. <laughs> not, not we we shouldn't be doing that either." <laughs> and then there was, uh, uh, "Did you know that was Jesus?" That's what we at mass. Yeah, the bread. Yeah, that's the real thing. <laughs> and so there was like a lot of things that hit us like that. And quite, then, quite honestly, if I think if every married couple in the Catholic Church bought into those three things, yeah. it would be a whole different church. Yeah. It would, right? Um, and so that's what hit us, and that's why Mike wanted us on the program, too, was that we have this journey that really, like, we had some things go south, and then all of a sudden we were, like, on fire because of things that we... Amen. ...that our eyes were open to. I wish more people would have that experience, you know. Yeah. I think, we, you know, when you're going through local struggles, Catholic Radio really, for me, got me in touch with how big the church is. Like, any struggles we're having at our parish or even in our diocese are, there's so much more to the Catholic faith and the history behind it. And you start learning about all that and you realize, where else, it's kind of, Lord, who, where else should we go? You know, right. This is it. Well, that's the thing. If a person logically studies the history of the church, you, I mean, just historically speaking, this is obviously the church that Christ left. And I don't remember who it was that said it, but if the priests haven't destroyed it, no one's ever going to destroy yeah. it. You know, I mean, she's still standing. So, folks, you're listening to Real Presence Live, Sons of Thunder segment. Uh, we are here with Nate and Becca Swenson, and we have a butcher sighting here at Schweitzer's Gourmet Meats. Uh, down kind of central Bismarck, right by uh, Super Value. He's actually cutting right uh, He's now. cutting, he's and not mix. only is he cutting, but he's cooking, because I can smell it, the, <laughs> the, the, the beautiful aromas of cooked, meat. delicious <laughs> meat. He's is, not, is, by the way, he's not cutting up a cow in front of him. He's <laughs> cutting up a nice piece of stuff. Tell you what, though, the cuts that they have down here are second to none, so... Make sure at some point today, because we know that you want a steak, so you come on down and uh, see what they got uh, in their coolers. They're, I mean, they, they just brought out five new cuts, butcher <laughs> from the back. I mean, I'm hungry, and I can smell the deliciousness of this meat down here. Yeah, looking forward to that. So back to our conversation is, what do you think was the biggest struggle on your kind of reversion uh, back to the faith, or your conversion to the faith um, that you two experienced? I'd, I'd say it started with um, when we really started to embrace NFP. Yeah. And 
and uh, started to live with more openness to life. And uh, what, were, what was uh, the effect of that, though, in your life? I think people I, need honestly, to hear that. Yeah, um, I like to tell people it's probably one of the single biggest things we've done for our marriage to help hmm. our marriage. Uh, it, it really opened up communication, dialogue, and most importantly, trust between us in a way that never and it didn't happen overnight i mean you had we had to jump into it and just kind of trust all right this is church teaching this is hard we don't really understand all the why we're doing this yet mm-hmm. until you see the, the fruits of it and uh i don't know do you have anything else to add to yeah you think you trust your spouse you know <laughs> you're living with them every day you got a couple kids you know but when you have to trust them in that intimacy you know there's it's not like you're not going to trust them with the finances then the next day. It's not like you're right. not going to trust them right. to like keep the kids safe the next day. It just really amped up to a totally different level what our relationship was. If I've got it read right, and obviously I'm a celibate priest, but there's something about a, the vulnerability of the discussion surrounding natural family planning that when couples dive into that, that's such an intimate conversation for them to have that that... I think the trust that they talk about, that it's from that vulnerability, that I'm going to tell you about this, and you're going to totally receive it, uh, and, and that builds some foundational union that, uh, well, I don't know what it is, but obviously <laughs> it works really well. I just gave a conversation, or a, a conference, excuse me, this last year down in Fort Worth, Texas, to a group of people, and it was all about NFP, and coming out of that, like the amount of men that started practicing it with their wives, and they're like, I had no idea, but it was like this moment of enlightenment, like everything actually was going to get better, you Mm -hmm. know, but the lie of the culture is that it's going to be weird, you know, and it's not that, like it it deepens the whole thing, so. Yeah, and and you guys, you know, you mentioned Catholic Radio, Uh, you know, we have a lot of people that call in, a lot of people, you hear from a lot of people about how it's touched their lives, and you know, when you think about it, you're like, I just, like you said, I just... It was on, and I just started listening, and all of a sudden, it just, like, draws you in, you know? And so, you know, thank God for the gift of Catholic Radio. Thank, I mean, this is just a clear example, you two, of how it was so simple of a thing, but that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you guys are obviously on fire for your faith. Megaphone deep, of the Holy Spirit. Deep, so to keep saying, tune deep, on yeah. in. Tell everybody to tune in. This is uh, one of the greatest gifts that God can can give us. And we want to thank everybody for supporting Catholic Radio and for tuning in, uh, and uh, and just just really being a part of this whole you know, Real Presence Network family. Well, I thank Nathan and Becca for coming in today to the butcher shop and sharing their story. 